My name is Susan, and I am a marijuana addict. Thank you for inviting me. This is my first phone meeting. Um, Okay, so I, yes, I'm a marijuana addict. I've been in recovery since October 9th, 1986, and MA is my primary program and uh, the reason I'm here because I started smoking pot when I was 15 Um, when I was 19 or 20 I knew I was an addict but that was you know a very long time ago and I'd never heard about recovery I didn't know there was an option and uh, I had different period a couple periods where I got involved with someone who wasn't a marijuana addict most of my friends of course were um, and I didn't smoke every day for a couple years, but then when that relationship ended, I got back into it. And at the end, the last four or five years, um, well, most of my using from the time I was about 20, 19 to 20, until I quit at age 32, I smoked when I woke up until I went to sleep. Um, I did hear when I got in recovery of people who would wake up in the middle of the night and smoke. I never did that. Um, but I, yeah. I just thought that I, I had no other option. I didn't know that, that I could stop. I didn't know that I even wanted to stop at, at, at many points. But at the end, I wasn't getting high, and I wanted to quit, and I didn't know how. And it was a really miserable last couple years. And I started having friends in my life who weren't marijuana addicts. And so they didn't know how much I smoked. But I must have told somebody that I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. I was sick of the craving controlling my life. That's what it was. The craving controlled me. Marijuana, I was powerless over it. And so I went to, um, there was no MA when I got clean. Um, in the Bay, I was in the Bay Area. So that was October of, of uh, 86. So uh, I went, started going to NA. But I'd also been starting to go to Al-Anon. And my Al-Anon sponsor said, you should go to AA. They have better recovery. So I was going to AA for about, I think I was six months clean. I've never really figured out how long it was. And I was in my AA home group. And after the meeting ended, Harry stood up, this was in Berkeley, and said, we started Marijuana Anonymous. And I made a beeline to Harry, and I got to go to my first meeting that following Wednesday. And I was home. You know, I was going to AA, but I wasn't talking. I wasn't taking chips. I wasn't raising my hand because I didn't drink every day. I mean, alcohol, I am an alcoholic, that's for sure. Um, Alcohol and I don't get along. I I throw up. I have blackouts. You know, you never can figure out how much to drink before you do too much, you know. But with pot, I liked pot because it didn't make me throw up and I could get high instantly. And so, you know, it did work for me for a while. And it it probably, like I've heard other people say, probably saved my life through high school and and in my early 20s. Um, I carried around some trauma from when I was little that it it just took it away. And, um, you know, it helped numb my life, basically, which at the time I thought was good, but later it wasn't so good. So anyway, I went to that meeting. it took a couple meetings to, to get in for me, but once I went to my second meeting and I saw that I didn't have to do it alone, that's, that was the most important thing about that meeting was there was fellowship, there were other people, other addicts like me, and we were helping each other. And Because uh, I've been trying to do it alone. It didn't work. So that was really wonderful. And I remember that first week being clean 
Sometimes I'd have to do it an hour at a time or a minute at a time. But, I, you know, I didn't know, like, how am I going to go to the movies, not stoned? How am I going to drive my car, not stoned? Like, I couldn't get in my car without a joint. And I drive across the Bay Bridge, stop at the toll booth, pay my toll, and then start another joint. You know, and it was illegal. But I didn't think about that, certainly. So what I've learned, I heard in, I was probably five or six years sober when I heard that time is not a tool. So I know that just because I have decades of recovery doesn't mean I'm guaranteed another day. Um, I wake up every morning asking to stay clean and sober another day, and I hope that continues. Um, but what, what time does give me is, is experiences clean and sober. So I've done everything in my life clean and sober for a very long time. And uh, as I heard in a meeting earlier today, I'm much happier. Um, I didn't think, I didn't know that I would have fun without pot, but I've had a lot more fun without pot because I'm present for my life. And that's, that's been the great, one of the greatest gifts. The other gift, you know, when I started smoking pot, I quit going to church. I was raised in a church that didn't really work for me. And so pot became my higher power. And then I came into the rooms and I heard God and I was like, oh my goodness, how am I going to deal with this God thing? So I just ignored it at first. But everybody who had some kind of higher power seemed calmer, happier. And I don't know if you've heard this, but I heard to act as if. So I acted as if I had a higher power. One day I didn't feel alone, and I'd felt alone my entire life. And that was, that was huge. And I knew, that was in my first year, I knew that if I smoked pot again or drank again, that I would lose that connection and I didn't ever want to lose it. And I never have. And it's changed. I don't always have the, you know, the first couple of years in recovery, I only remembered I had a higher power when I was in a meeting. And my definition of higher power has always continued to evolve and change. Uh, Lately, when I pray, I pray to be, you know, stay clean and sober. Um, I pray for the comfort, to feel the comfort uh, and support and grace and guidance of my higher power. And I know that I'm always held. I'm always held in a loving embrace. What I read today was a good reminder that my higher power will help me, but I have to ask. We have free will. You know, we got this free will, which is sometimes problematic, of course. But if I ask, I get the help I need. And that's been really important, too. So, and also before recovery, I don't know about you, but near the end, I couldn't read. I couldn't read books, and I love reading books. So that's been a gift, of course. But I, um, I would read self-help books when, before I could, couldn't read, and nothing ever changed because I was getting high all the time. So I got clean, I got sober, and I started working the steps with a sponsor, and things changed. And I got to see who I am. And, you know, I didn't even realize I didn't know who I was before recovery. It wasn't even in my thinking to wonder about what my values were and what was important to me. I just didn't think about any of that stuff because I was just numb all the time. So the steps, I like to say, are magic. They're a miracle. And they never stop working. I guess when I was new, I thought that things would change after 10 years or The tools would be different, but the tools are the same no matter if I have one day or 30,000 days or however many days, 13,000, I think, something like that. 
a lot of days, a lot of meetings, a lot of hearing how it works. <laughs> um, I got to help write how it works with Harry and John in Berkeley. And we took the hymn out of the God. And that was good. So I've always had a sponsor. I, I heard early on, you know, what I've heard over the years, actually, is people who relapse or people who quit going to meetings, or people try to do it on their own. And I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to take direction. I'm willing to take suggestions. And so I've never stopped going to meetings. Even when they got boring, two, three years, they got really boring. I just, ugh, I couldn't stand it. So I just switched up some of my meetings. Um, there's always a solution to whatever is bothering me in this program. And it's within the program that I find the solutions with other people. I've always had a sponsor. I've moved. They've moved. Uh, I had a sponsor once who went to Ireland and came back drunk, so lost her. But there's always somebody. So I have a wonderful sponsor I've had for a long time, and she is really calm. And uh, I don't know. I'm not always the calmest person. In fact, I'll never be the calmest person. But I like to be around people who are calm to remind me to slow down and relax and trust in the absolute goodness of the universe, which I like to believe. I also like to believe my higher power wants me to be happy, joyous, and free. And, you know, I know sometimes we wonder what's my will versus God's will. And just about like a month ago, I was thinking, you know, my higher power's will is that I'd be happy, joyous, and free. So if I'm not happy, joyous, and free, I'm probably in my will. So um, I've had a lot more freedom and joy since I've been turning things over on um, kind of another level. It's like different levels of turning things over. Because I, I like to hang on. I like to be in control. I like to feel safe. And I think I need to be in control to feel safe when, in fact, I feel the better, I feel the best when I turn everything over to my higher power and ask to be shown what's the next right thing. So I'm going to read one of the daily reflections. If you haven't read, uh, we have a draft of our own MA daily reflection book. It's called Living Every Day with Hope. It's on our website. So this is from January 30th. Um, It's one I wrote. Um, It's called Gratitude and Acceptance because I think those are the most, anyway, I'll read it and then that will explain it. The quote is, I am grateful to the many people over the years who have participated and are participating in my recovery. I always had a life. Thanks to Marijuana Anonymous, I now have a life worth living. Now that's from Life with Hope in the story, A Life Worth Living, page 167. So I once read that gratitude and acceptance are the two most important tools in recovery. I have found this to be true for me. When I'm in acceptance, I cease fighting what I cannot change. When I remember gratitude, I realize I have many blessings to be grateful for, starting with my sobriety and my recovery. At five years clean and sober, I went through a very traumatic event. Early in my recovery, I, heard, I would hear at meetings that God never gives you more than you can handle. For a while, I found this to be comforting. After this traumatic event, I felt so overwhelmed and unable to cope that I got mad at my higher power for giving me much more than I could handle. After a lot of recovery work, I changed that phrase to, quote, life sometimes gives you more than you can handle. That's why you need a higher power. As I crawled back from that, I also realized that my addiction focuses on the negative. It is always focused on what's wrong. To change this negative focus, I began to practice gratitude. For the first seven years of my recovery, 
Gratitude was an annoying topic at a meeting, especially in November. Now, gratitude is a daily practice that helps my recovery. Today, I believe acceptance really is the key to serenity. Fighting what is happening in my life never helps. When I accept life as it is, the next right thing becomes clear. Final thought. Today, I give thanks for the blessings in my life, starting with my clean and sober life and my recovery. And I was sharing it. I hadn't thought of this in a while, but that, because I haven't said it in a meeting in a long time, but it's so true that my sobriety and recovery has to be the number one priority of my life, no matter how long I'm clean and sober. Because if I'm not clean and sober, I don't have a life. I would lose, who knows what I would lose, but I'd lose a lot. And so it has to be my priority, and it has been. I, like I said, I never stop going to meetings. I never stop working the steps. When things come up, I know I can turn to the steps and my sponsor to help me work through whatever it is. Um, something else I was going to say. Ah, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm really grateful. I am very grateful. Um, every day I wake up and say, thank you, higher power, for another day. Thank you for my sobriety and recovery. And... Uh, that's what I do. And I go to meetings and I sponsor and I get sponsored. And I, I don't really, I guess, the, so the topic would be gratitude or acceptance or both. And, um, yeah, I'd love to hear what other people have to say. Thank you. <laughs>